listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. So glad to be with you again this week. Looking forward to another uh, power-packed episode of Speaking with One Voice. I want to thank you all so much for liking and sharing the broadcast. And I I want you to make sure that that you are rating us. We'd love to have you subscribe and and rate so that we can continue to uh, increase our influence in this vast space we call podcast world. So uh, make sure you're following me on social media at Rodney R. Payne. That's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. So I want you to make sure that you are following us on those various platforms. And please turn your notifications on. As your notifications are on, you can stay up to date with the latest offerings that we have. I want to let you know that coming up on Tuesday, April 20th, that will be 7 p.m. Central Time, We have a free webinar. You can go to our social media pages and find the link. The webinar is How to Build an Expert Status. The goal of any leader, you want to maximize your output and your impact. You want to become an expert in an area and know how to do that. And so I want to help you build that status so that you can be the go-to person in your uh, area of expertise that, that you can be the one that people call when they need to get something done in that area. What you want is your name to be the resource that people need to reach out to in, uh, in that particular area of need. So join me for that, that uh, webinar. Again, that's April 20th. We're doing that at 7 p.m. Central Time, and it's free. Just need you to go to our social media and register. So let's hop into today's episode. Today I want to talk about considerate leadership, considerate leadership. We talk about considerate. What we really mean is that showing uh, some kind awareness or regard for another's feelings or circumstances. What I've come to find out is that when you lead teams, uh, team members are going to face many stresses in their life. While some of them may be directly related to their job and or performance, many things that our team members go through are personal. They happen away from the team, but they impact the team or they can impact the team in a very negative way if we're not careful. So because they face this stress and this stress, it can come from feelings, it can come from relationships, it can come from health issues, so many different external challenges that what ultimately happens is it will impact your team member's performance and or their disposition. They may get all of their work done, but they may come in such a way that it begins to negatively impact the culture of your organization. So the question is, how do we as leaders lead through these stresses? How do we get through difficult times? How do we get through loss of loved ones, crises, moments of stress? Well, we want to make sure that we are considerate leaders who have considerate leadership as a part of our everyday leading. Uh, So what that means, we have to be kindly aware. 
Um, kindness is is free. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. But if you don't couple that with awareness, you can miss the opportunity to show regard or feeling for someone's circumstances. So if you're so focused on getting the job done, what happens is getting the job done at any cost, you can overlook an apparent stress, strife, or crisis for one of your team members. So we want to be aware and we want to make sure that we're showing regard for the feelings and what someone's going through. Um, as a leader, I try to make the person the most important thing and not the job or the task. I want to care more about what, uh, who you are than what you can do for my organization. I know that may sound uh, like it would be unproductive, but what I've found is that when you care about the people on your team, they will work harder and they will do more work and they matter. So uh, I've had some stressful situations, experienced them quite often, and it always makes me feel better when I feel like somebody cares what I'm going through. So as a leader, you want to be kindly aware. Uh, in John Maxwell's book, he has this, the law of the, the law of awareness in the in, in the twenty one irrefutable laws. The law of awareness that the the law of awareness says you must know yourself to grow yourself, and that and that may be um, a different book. Fifteen laws of growth is what that is. Um, to know yourself is to grow yourself. Well, uh, I want to take that and put that as a leader here. You must know your team. In order to grow your team, you must know your team to grow your team. So when we look at the the uh, fifteen invaluable laws of growth, and we find the law of awareness from John Maxwell. You know, you you must know yourself to grow yourself. That's where we start as leaders. Uh, how I overcome my deficiencies is I identify them. How I know what I need to augment or add to me is going to be de determined by my willingness to be transparent with myself and to know who I am and the areas I need to sure up. I need to learn what my blind spots are. And so we often help our, our clients and our team members by doing a John Maxwell method of disc assessment to help us to identify our uh, wiring, if you will. It's not that we have good wiring or bad wiring. We just have to maximize it and know what it is. So if we're going to have the same impact on our team, we must take the time to get to know our teams before we can grow our teams. Um, one of the things that I've learned and picked up along the way is that I open our meetings on my teams with celebrations, and not just organizational celebrations, but personal celebrations. Why? Because I want to know what's going on in someone's life, how to celebrate them. And I'm not talking about that we're doing some deep therapy type session, but rather just having a considerate approach to know your team members, know what they're going through. And in order to know them, it's going to require some consideration. You're going to have to be kindly aware of what they're going through and then have regard for their feelings or circumstances. So uh, what I'd like to do is give you about five steps as it relates to considerate leadership that you might want to consider as you are becoming a considerate leader. Uh, first thing is that whenever you have a challenge, what you want to do is you want to research the challenge. Uh, research the challenge. What that really means is that you have to be willing to invest time in the person, in the process, in the problem, and figure out what's really going on. 
many times what we see is not the real issue. What's at the forefront today is not the cause of what's going on. That's why you'll see sometimes when leaders have uh, certain types of challenges or blow-ups or, or, or fly off the handle, uh, and you'll hear other team members say, well, that's just not like them. That's out of character for them. Well, more than likely, something was going on deeper than than what precipitated that blow up at that particular moment. So if you're going to research the challenge, you have to understand that research requires open-mindedness. Uh, you don't want to shape the facts based on a predisposed opinion, uh, a preformed opinion of what's going on, but rather have an open mind, willing to investigate, let the facts speak to you. Okay. In other words, when you're going to do this, research means that when you look into this challenge, you must look from an unbiased perspective. That That's what it is. You cannot go in knowing the answer. If you're going to take time to research the challenge, you want to make sure that you are, are willing to spend the time, that you're willing to have an open mind, and lastly, that you're willing to remain unbiased through the process. Let's deal with the facts. So after you research the challenge, now you want to get the leader or the team member in the room with you and reason together. So you research the challenge, but then you reason together. And in order to reason together, again, step one is you have to be an effective listener. In order to reason together, you must be willing to listen uh, effectively, understand what's going on. Don't just listen to allow them a platform of expression, but as a leader, you must listen to understand. That is, it's listening to understand, not just listening to respond. Many times we can have a situation where you you will respond based on what you have already preconceived in your mind and never heard what the other person said. This is this happens in marriage all the time. I I can give you a quick story. I was uh, working with a married couple. We were talking through some situations, and as talking through the situations, um, they had their rebuttal already planned. And the problem that was stated was something completely different, but because they didn't hear the whole thing out, they only heard the first thing, they were not listening to be effective or to understand, they were listening to respond. See, effective reasoning requires a willingness to get all the information. And when you get all the information, you cannot predetermine what you're about to hear. So I want you to engage. If you're going to be a considerate leader, when a team member is working with you, and this works in every area of your life, whether it's a team member, a family member, a volunteer, you can apply this same standard in reasoning together because you really want to understand where someone else is coming from before you can reason together. I like to say it like this. How about you go around on the other side of the desk and try to see it from their perspective and really understand what's going on because that's the only way we're going to get to the next step. Step one is research the challenge. Step two is to reason together. Step three is to resolve the challenge. We cannot get to resolution without reasoning. And so as we resolve the challenge, what we want to do is determine the most effective solution. Uh, so in reasoning together, it's going to position us to have all the facts on the table because we've researched it. Now let's look at what our options are 
to resolve whatever the challenge may be. As a considerate leader, I still have to lead. As a considerate leader, I can't leave things open-ended. We're going to have to draw things to a conclusion. So in order to resolve the challenge, we must determine what's the most effective solution. Now, many times I have been in situations where we've, we've had all the steps covered, we've determined the most effective solution, but we never implement the strategy. We must learn to implement the solution if we're ever going to resolve the challenge. We have to implement. That is put, put something in place, act on it, and now we can go through the assessment process. Is it working? And we have a, we have a, a plan and a strategy for overcoming this challenge and perhaps even preventing the challenge or similar challenges in the future. We will learn from this situation, but it may help us with several team members in the future based on effective solutions because we've implemented our strategy. You cannot measure what's not been implemented. A good idea can only be a good idea once it's confirmed through action as a good idea, no different than an effective solution. An effective solution can only be determined an effective solution once it's been implemented and evaluated. You want to ensure that your leader has the tools and the support necessary to overcome the challenge. Many times we have solutions, but we don't provide support or tools. When you don't provide the support or tools to be effective, that is inconsiderate leadership. And understand, Considerate leadership is not really just about challenges. It's about growth. It's about opportunities to become more proficient. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that whatever we are presenting our team member with or they're presenting us with, when we leave with a solution, a strategy of how we're going forward, we want to make sure that our team member has the tools necessary to implement this solution and the support to maintain it along the way. Putting in new systems and infrastructures in your company is a great thing, but without proper support, it never maximizes. I know of a recent story I was dealing with where the tool is amazing, but the support is not there to make the tool to maximize the operation of the tool. So you have to have the right tools, but you also have to have the right support in order to fully implement your strategy. That's why you want to be a considerate leader, because a considerate leader understands the leader has some responsibility in making sure that we move forward in the right way. So we're talking about five steps to help us operate from a place of considerate leadership. Research the challenge, reason together, resolve the challenge, and then number four is restore whenever possible. Remember, challenges come from many different places, whether it's a new rollout of a new product launch or whether it's a personal situation that your team member is going through. A restoration should always be the goal of a considerate leader. So our goal is to restore, to reconcile, to get to a place where we can come together and find an effective solution. So our our first, first goal should always be figure out how to restore. Um, Understand, I I know that some situations and some leaders uh, get bad raps and they want to just move on from people and move on from situations because it's just so difficult sometimes. And what, but what I want you to know is that no matter what removal cannot always be the answer. We have to have some resolution, some, some growth 
because not everything or everybody is going to be perfect. But we, if we're not willing to uh, restore whenever possible, we'll find ourselves uh, firing people. Uh, pe- your team members should never be uh, focused on their job being in jeopardy. They should have a, a an ownership in your brand that causes them to have a strong desire to see the success of the brand. So, so we are looking to restore, not destroy. We're looking to restore, not remove. Why? Because restoration provides personal growth for the leader and also fa- facilitates a positive culture shift or it can facilitate a positive culture shift within your organization. When we handle things the right way and we find restoration to be a part of our process, now we are empowering our team and we're getting a culture that that we were in a bad place based on some challenges. But because we researched the challenge and found out what the real situation was, we reasoned together. Uh, we had a seat at the table. We had a chance as the leader and as the team member to, to hash out whatever we were going through. We had some effective listening going on. And so we were we were willing to get all the information and, and we found a solution to resolve the challenge. So now we want to make sure that we're restoring that team member. When we restore that team member, their morale goes up, their, their, their uh, self-confidence uh, goes back up. And now you begin to, uh, that begins to go out through throughout the organization and the organization begins to have a, a more positive culture because we are looking to restore. There, there will be times uh, when things don't work in this order, there are going to be some challenges. But if I am a considerate leader, I want to make sure that the person and the team members take priority over what we're there to do. Because if we give them proper position, they will obviously respond accordingly with their roles. So I want to tell you, the last thing I want to tell you is this. Removal really should be the last resort. If you start with removal, that's a problem. So don't start with removal in mind. Start with restoration in mind. Go through the process expecting positive outcomes. Sometimes we go through these these, uh, processes of, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, then they're out the door. We start with them out the door, and then we back up and say, well, before I put them out the door, I have to do this, I have to do this, and I have to do that. Well, when you do that, your mind is really made up, so you're not looking for places to really research the challenge. You're not looking for opportunities to reason together. Your resolution to resolve the challenge is termination. But remember, our goal is to restore whenever possible, so we can't start with removal in mind. We must be willing to go through the process expecting a positive outcome. Even when removal is necessary, we must, as leaders, have a considerate process. So I'm not saying that we don't remove. I'm saying our ultimate goal is to make sure that, that, that we've gone through the entire process because sometimes removal can benefit you and the team member because we weren't a good fit in the first place. So I want us to make sure that we focus this week on being considerate leaders. You are listening to Speaking with One Voice, the podcast. I am your host, the coach. Rodney Payne, thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week. I want to just run this by you one more time. Considerate leadership, considerate, kindly aware. In order to grow your team, you have to know your team. 
Make sure you put these five steps of considerate leadership into your regular rotation and practice. Research the challenge, reason together, resolve the challenge, restore whenever possible, and removal must stay your last resort always. Don't forget to join us for our upcoming webinar on April 20th, 7 p.m. Central. You can find registration on all of our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne, P as in Paul, A, Y as in Yacht, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward. You go there and turn your notifications on and you will find information opportunity there. Additionally, while you're on our social media sites, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter here to help you. Our goal is always to add value to you, and our pleasure is to do so on a weekly basis. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to hear a few words from us this week, and I can't wait to get with you again next week. Until next time, this is your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Let's keep growing together. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.